Hey guys, I'm super excited before you listen to the podcast to announce a new initiative on Twitter, uh, Gary VEE TV. Is that right, Jim? That's the right handle? There it is. Gary VEE TV. Go follow it. Unlimited quality clips daily on Twitter. Uh, something I'm testing out that I think you guys are gonna love uh, and enjoy. If you uh, are looking for more content and more context and more information, go to Twitter uh, and check up and look up Gary VEE TV, my new account. Check me out, hope you enjoy it and hit me up on Twitter and let me know how you like it. Thanks guys. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. On today's episode, we jump right into an interview that Gary did with Bloomberg Media. Enjoy. What trends are you seeing mid-pandemic in e-commerce? Well, it exploded when everybody got their stimulus checks. It reminded me how much of a materialistic, capitalistic country we are. You know, I was actually disappointed. You know, my, a lot of my businesses are in e-com, so I was quote-unquote micro-happy, but I was macro disappointed because I'm hoping that people learn how to save money during this time. Look, you know, with VaynerMedia, my marketing firm, we sit with a lot of Fortune 500 companies that have consumer brands and we're very involved in a lot of their e-commerce businesses. Numbers are through the roof on food and beverage and things of that nature. Obviously, I think clothes have been hit. So apparel has been hit in certain ways, but net-net, like this is, this is a capitalistic materialistic country and people want to buy things and so i think you're seeing a ton of activity sports cards is a a space i pay attention to i can't believe how well it's doing during a time that i think people i i I actually think the macro conversation is the way this is all playing out i think it's disguising some of the economic vulnerabilities because we're still in this cocoon I think that people still think there may be another stimulus check coming for me. As soon as this is over, I'm going to get a job. I think the most interesting part of this from a, from a kind of, you know, thoughtful, you know, economic standpoint is kind of that first month to three months, four months after it gets back to normal-ish. I'm, I'm really eyeing February, March, April of next year, where I think that you could see a dip because people are going to be like, wait a minute we're in something bad. Because right now I think it's fake to some people. Interesting. So then how do you advise your companies about how to prepare for the new normal? Not knowing what the new normal is going to be. You know, every, every situation is different. In the setup of this, of this question, the reason we decided to launch Commerce, even though it was a division inside of VaynerMedia, so now it's a standalone, was because everybody who sells something through a third party needs to figure out their e-commerce strategy. Like the, the thought to be reliant on retailers or Amazon or anybody else and not being the driving force of your own destiny of producing something and sending it to somebody is crazy to me. So for that, it's like, regardless of where the world is, try not to overextend yourself on CapEx, OpEx, and let's get into the game. For others, it's trying to mitigate their excitement on how good their numbers look so that they don't overspend. Meanwhile, because this is a complicated game, Facebook and Instagram uh, and Google prices are down in costs in the auctions because a lot of people are not spending. So the customer acquisition costs right now are crazy attractive. So the cliche plays out, which is cash rich businesses always accelerate aggressively during down times. If you have the ability to spend on acquiring customers right now and have a healthy business, there's, this is a huge growth opportunity for others. It's a re-strategize opportunity. 
dwelling and going on full defense is only the answer if you're actually on the verge of going out of business. Now, you mentioned Amazon, and Amazon has been mired in controversy about the safety of its workers, but still essential Walmart, Target. Do you think this is a case of the big just getting bigger, or will we see a new landscape after this? I think this is the big getting bigger, but I do think that innovation comes from times like this. And I do think that, you know, when people really analyze their business, if again, if you're selling through a retailer and you make a product, you're in a bad business. Walmart, Target, Albertsons, they have disproportionately too much leverage. If you're selling through Amazon, you're really just setting up the next giant that's gonna have too much leverage and they're gonna ask you for more brand dollars and you're gonna spend less on the consumer. So I think the change that you'll see much like anything, you look at downtown supermarkets, now e-com, I do think you'll see fragmentation of products going direct to consumer, not through Amazon, not through Walmart. And I think that many in seven years when programs like yours are talking about that, many will talk to this time as the aha moment of like, we need to get our act together on going direct to consumer. Interesting. So let's talk about the trends in social media and, 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 and content. Obviously, see, we're seeing platforms like TikTok take off even more than it has been. Who are the winners and who are the losers in social media and why? You know, I think, I think stressful times or, or big things usually just expose things instead of changes them, right? So I think what you're seeing is, you know, the same, I mean, look, TikTok is clearly the winner of this chapter. You have a lot of families at home together and because TikTok 1, 13 to 22, those characters are spending more time with their parents and everyone's looking for something new and you're definitely seeing explosion 30 to 40. You know, I think, I think Instagram in a lot of ways is such the juggernaut, but is definitely starting to get chipped away at. You know, everybody, you know, what, one thing we've learned about social networks is they're more like, they're more like actual TV networks and actual TV shows. They have a lifespan. So I think, you know, I think, I think that's starting to lose a little bit's cool factor in TikTok. Still, it's at scale and growing. Facebook's dominating 45 to 90. Um, from a loser, I mean, Pinterest is having a huge growth. I think Pinterest is a winner. People are cooking at home, visual search. I think Pinterest is a winner. You know, I still look for Snapchat to do something to like change their fortunes. I always felt when Instagram came out with stories and gave them a real kind of punch in the gut that they needed to innovate to get back there. And so I'm a little, you know, disappointed, I guess, just because I'm rooting for as many. I, w I want as much diversity as possible in social. So I think the biggest winners to me are Pinterest and TikTok. The biggest loser potentially is Snapchat, but I think they're stable. You're part owner in Call of Duty's esports team in Minnesota, and I wonder if esports is one industry that's just pandemic-proof, and if we see or are seeing an acceleration in growth and popularity that might have taken place over years happening in a matter of months. Yes. That's just absolutely true. The, the amount of time on YouTube gaming, on Twitch, on Mixer, the consumption numbers are through the roof. If you have a 15-year-old or under in your world, you're very aware that Bugga or Ninja or many others are more famous athletes to those individuals than any baseball player on earth. So yes, I think esports is a, if we stayed in our homes forever, the sport that wins. Now you also have a wine business, your wine library, which you've had for a long time. I can say anecdotally in this household, some wine consumption has gone up. <laughs> imagine that's happening elsewhere too. Um, but what trends are you seeing? Is there rising demand? Is there, oh. you know, 
I mean, this is, you know, I, I helped my dad's business wine library that I grew up in. I helped him launch this innovation called winetext.com. You get a text every day and all you have to do is reply with the number of bottles that you want. I mean, that, that business made double the size of my dad's business. That's how insane it's been for wine around the country. Um, yeah, we've seen, you know, ABI InBev, Diageo, they're clients of ours. We're seeing in-home consumption. I mean, look, all that on-premise, aka restaurants and events, consumption is zero. You know, everyone's like, oh, everybody's drinking more. I'm like, no, they're not. They're just drinking it all at home because they used to drink it at the bar, at the sporting event. And so we're seeing, I mean, wineries, wine businesses just through the roof. And, and, and knowing that a lot of people drink wine that watch this program, please use this as an opportunity to try new wines. This is my public service announcement. Don't just drink Pinot Noir and Cabernet over and over. Try new things. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. Today's highlighted review is Gary Keeps My Fire Alive by Mitz. Been following Gary for years now, and here are the reasons you should too. Your comments are my oxygen will be one of my favorite forever lines and mindsets. He not only talks about gratitude, but he lives gratitude in every episode. The importance of saying thank you is on display. The fact that this podcast has been going on for years shows how early we all are in this internet game. Still driving home the same points years later, it gives me hope for building my entire empire in this game. Keep those reviews coming. We could highlight yours next.